When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo tabbouleh, Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. Today I'm talking with a fantastic comedian. You've seen him on Wild and Out, TRL, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Bring the Funny. He just released his own special, which you can watch for free on YouTube, called Only Fans. Please welcome the hilarious and handsome Matt Reif. Yeah, we're doing it. They didn't watch TRL. Nobody did, or it'd still be on. That's right. Dude, How were you on so TRL? That was a long time ago. They, they rebooted it. Oh, they did? Dude, they called me on a Friday afternoon, and were like, hey, so we have this offer for you. Because I was just finishing doing Wild Now, so yeah. you wanted to do something. They're like, we have this offer for you. It would involve you moving to New York and hosting the show. And I have no interest in hosting. And oh, I was wow. like, I just don't see how that show would really work nowadays. This is yes. where I see anything I want to do. And then my man, my my agent called and was like, you know, it's this amount of money. And I was like, yeah, we could give it a try. Like, can you give me like a week or so to think about it? They're like, no, the first episode shoots Monday. Wait, so you were the host of this? Uh-huh. So you were the new Carson Daly? Uh-huh. Amongst, Whoa. I had like three other co-hosts. Wow. It was terrible it's true what's the point of trl in this modern world where like no you can videos, record really. you can request youtube is you can request anything live. well dude that's what it was it was nothing but like vine and tiktok and youtube kids coming on as guests every day and oh they want to blow God. my brains I, out dude <laughs> i'll never forget because you know they film in those big Times square uh windows yes, yes. So, still film in the exact same spot and i remember we were um filming in the winter time so we got late around the same time as our show so you could really catch your reflection in the glass yeah and i remember the day I was I was in a referee costume and I was refereeing two YouTubers in sumo suits yeah uh, sumo wrestling in a jelly pool and we cut to commercial and I caught a glimpse of myself in the reflection and I was like I gotta get out of here I'm miserable I feel like we all have moments like that in my career like I remember the last day that I I, I auditioned for a commercial mm-hmm. my last commercial audition because I didn't know what it was. I just ran into it, and they brought five. So if you audition for a commercial, the casting directors are like, they're usually casting directors that didn't make it in mm-hmm. regular TV, so they fucking hate their lives. Yep. And they brought, like, five of us into this room, and he goes, all right, I'm going to go one, one down, down the line here. State your name, uh, your height, and what ugly celebrity uh, you look like. I was like, what? He's like, did you not read the slides? You're supposed to say... 
you're the ugly version oh of what God. celebrity? Go. And I'm like, um, my name is Dan. I'm five foot eight. I don't know. Maybe like ugly Ben Stiller. I don't. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I called my agent. I was like, I'm never going on a commercial audition ever again. That was it. I was like, ugly yeah, Ben Stiller. I, I never I thought I about like, that, but I like, it's spot, spot ugly on. David Blaine. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know what to say. That's incredible. <laughs> commercial was, auditions are the fucking worst. Now dude. this has been fun, and I understand that you're stalling right now, and I would be stalling. Too, if I had the picture of your fridge. Oh, we're just diving straight into my kitchen. Me. Guys, you can check Matt's fridge on my <sighs> Instagram at StandUpDan. This is. <sighs> I know that you have a girlfriend right now. I do. But this is like the type of fridge that, like, you know, you know how like handsome guys can get away with some shit. Like the girl will go back and like they'll have like a mattress with no sheets on it, but they're super hot and they can. Oh, do it. of course. That's what your fridge is telling me. I'm like, fuck Matt. He's a hot guy <laughs> who can get away with, and you have a hot girlfriend. What but do you, you mean? can get away with a fridge like this. If I had a fridge like this, I I would never be able to hook up with anyone. What's wrong with that? Okay, let's you, start. Okay, oh, you you start. What's what stands out the most? Okay, to you? we're gonna start with the main part of the fridge. Okay. First of all, there is a. This bowl here on the second row, there's like a salad, a plastic salad. It's a chopped salad, chopped salad from bowl. the day before. But there's no salad in it. It's just a bowl of dressing drenched on the side. I, th- I thought I was going to finish it like <laughs> later that evening with all three bites that were left. Oh, my God. Are you not a big leftovers guy? Unbelievable. Yes, I am. But I put it in It's, it's in a Tupperware that it deserves to be in. That is a Tupperware. Bro. It came in a Tupperware. Is it closed or is it open it's, to all the elements? Closed. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's not an animal. Okay, fine. What about this? There is a can of something. Oh, that's not mine. That's my roommate's. Oh, my God. And, and you have a roommate. You're a successful TV guy, and you have a roommate. This is another thing that hot guys can get First away with. First of all, with. that's flattering. <laughs> that's the, not the TV part. Listen, you're a Total Request Live for Vine host guy. Okay? Let's not forget that. Um, well, anyway, whatever Even it is. Even I'm confused, because I don't know what you would can, but also keep in the fridge. Well, it's an interesting thing. It's a can that was opened. Is it, does it have a bag? I imagine it's open. And then what he did was, instead of covering it with, let's call it like, I don't know, it's tough to do. Because I never know when I open a can of some shit. Like, how do you cover it? He just put a Ziploc bag on top of the open part of the can. Didn't close the bag. Didn't close the bag. It's just upside down. I mean, it might work. It's, I don't know. Can we get a scientist on this? Like, I feel like that keeps some germs out, right? Maybe not the freshness, but keeps some germs, maybe? You've got country crock butter. Also not mine. (laughs) What is yours in here? Everything on the right side. Everything on the right side. Oh, so that's how you guys split it. Yeah. Wow. This is like Israel-Palestine. This (laughs) is like, where is the line? The line line keeps changing. (laughs) Okay, so you got a big thing. I like this. You have a very big bowl of pre-cut watermelon. My girlfriend did that. Your girlfriend did that? Yeah. For herself or for you? For me. That's so nice. I know. That's a sweet person. I know. I just have to not cheat on her. You know what I mean? Like, that's we, that's our, like, trade-off. <sighs> oh, man. She does sweet things. The struggle. Like, you're the one. The struggle. I know. Yeah. That's, that'll, that, this bowl of watermelon would keep me faithful. Do you fuck with watermelon? I love watermelon. You'd be surprised how many people don't like watermelon. Is I that find true? Out. Yes. It's an atrocious amount. Really? You ever put, like, the tahini on it? No. <gasps> I don't like fucking with fruit like that. What? That Mexican thing where they're like, put the hot sauce in this. I'm like, fucking, fuck you. Yeah. It's God. <laughs> they fuck you with fruits and corns. You can't they take fuck corn, corn way too far. They take corn. They go crazy with corn. It's like sour cream mayonnaise. and butter and mayonnaise <laughs> and, and paprika. Yeah. What I don't did understand corn do it. to you? Corn's a delicious. Also, 
they use corn very much like like in the I'm definitely getting canceled. We're getting canceled. Oh, We're going sure. down together. I never thought I'd get canceled on a food <laughs> podcast of all places. Like, first of all, those corn eaters. That sounds so racist. I know. Well, you would think that they're corn purists because Mexicans use corn in everything. It's their flour for stuff. Mm. They use it. But then to take that's like them just going there. Maybe they got tired of it. They got mm. tired of corn. And they're like, we got to take corn to the next level. We got to fucking put mayo and butter and whatever the other jizz is that they put on top. <laughs> I didn't realize food was such a controversial subject until they canceled that um, James Corden segment that had to do with food. Did you hear about oh, that? Oh, yeah. I had an issue with them canceling that. So, I remember so that. did I. What was your take? Okay. If you're allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're, we're getting into it quickly. Well, this isn't live, right? We can no, it. it's not live. But okay. I, I, I'm okay with it. I, I wade into this territory a lot. But I think that for... Yeah, so James Corden had a segment where he would eat foods from around the world, mm-hmm. and he'd be disgusted by them. And like then, like I think mostly the Asian community was like, "What the fuck? Like these are our foods." Yeah, mind you, he was having like stinky tofu, which is a jarring tasting thing. He was mm-hmm. having bolut, I think it's called, which is like a Filipino thing, which is mm-hmm. literally like an aborted duck egg. <laughs> I mean, like guys, come on. Also, so this is where I have an issue with it. The place I have an issue with it is that if you gave a Chinese person from China a stinky cheese, mm-hmm. like a blue cheese, mm-hmm. they would fucking think it was the most disgusting thing they've eaten in their lives. Yeah. It's just culturally not their thing. But they can have stinky tofu and be totally fine with it. So I, I think it's fine with cultures being disgusted by food of other cultures. There's I think shit it's that, totally fine. As a Persian, there's shit in my culture that people eat and they're like, this is disgusting. There's... There's something, okay, that I just discovered from my culture last week called Gera Hurut, if any persons are listening. Oh, yeah. I've just defi- the name. I've definitely heard Just of the that. name is disgusting. I can actually, if you want to, hold on. Do you have some? Yes, I do. No, you don't. Hold on one second. I bought a bag of this stuff because it's so awful. He's in the kitchen, and whatever it is, he keeps it in the lower cupboard, so it can't okay. be anything fresh. Okay, Ready? What is that? Okay, this is called... Looks like licorice. This is called gharagrut. So Persians do something called lavashak, which is like fruit roll-ups. It's our version of fruit roll-ups. Okay. And it's usually fruit that's like very sour. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, rolled up. Now, they... Th- this is the most sour one. Can I eat this now? You can eat it now, but let me just tell you what it's made out okay. of before you do it. <laughs> this is made... My mom was like, oh, yes, it's dairy. I'm like, it's dairy. Dairy? You it's keep black. It the sink. It's black. It's literally looks like it looks like a of uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, not a Jolly Rancher. A uh, now and later. No. What are those um, things? The the uh, uh, fuck. Uh, Tootsie Roll. Oh yeah yeah yeah. This yeah. looks like a Tootsie Roll, and it's my mom's like it's made out of dairy. I'm like, how is it made out of dairy? So I I'm gonna have one with you too. But I basically researched it. What they do is, like, they scrape the lining of a cow's stomach, and somehow, it's like milk from inside the udders, and then they boil it and almost burn it, and then turn it into this thing. Nothing else? It's just that? Yes. No, like, added sugar or anything? No, dude. This is just dairy, and it's black. I'm going to do it. And I give you the freedom to be disgusted by this, because I am, too. Oh, my God. I can't finish it. This is disgusting, dude. Oh, Oh my my God. Uh. (laughs) There it goes. Oh, my God. 
This is disgusting. Can I have a paper towel, please? Sure. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh my. Why would you do that? Dude. Did you think this was going to be funny? This is terrible. It worked out for the segment, which is to say, this is a food that is from my own culture. And I invite you all to be disgusted by it. Because it's fucking disgusting. That was like... I. I had totally different expectations. So did I, dude. And oh. it just lingers. It never leaves. It lingers, dude. <laughs> like every swallow of spit, it's, it's on the journey with it. And it's so disgusting when you think about it that it's a sour flavor that is derived from milk. You know, it's I, like, I wish you would have not told me what it was made of before I had it. So yeah. like, see, to see if it would counteract my opinion. Because <laughs> now it's like having tasted it and knowing what it's made of. Yeah. Dude, it's so disgusting. Like we're not friends anymore. Yeah, that I'm sorry. Terrible. I apologize, but I did it to make a point. This that, candy made me racist. I you understand? <laughs> it was that easy, apparently. Oh, my God. Out of everything that Iran does on the world stage, this is what finally made you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I get why you guys drink cologne now. Like this, <laughs> you have to rinse this down. Dude. Ugh. Again. It's like a spicy tire. It's That's a very good way to describe it. Oh my god! It's I'm sorry. like some of it got like stuck in my back teeth. Yeah, so it's I got just that too. In there, I got that too. Because I thought I was gonna make it through. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna power through no. this. No, by the so way, it gets thing. worse and worse. It's like it increases like logarithmically in how bad it is as you That's chew a good it. Word. Thank you. Oh. Whew. Anyway, I did that all to make a point, and the point is, I think it's fine to be disgusted by food if it's culturally weird to you. Like that's just the way uh, what humans do. And again, this is something that. I is my culture, and I'm disgusted by it. Am I offended that you want to vomit? No, I'm fine with it. Is there anything about, I mean, I guess I'm just white, anything about white culture foods that you're like, this is fucking gross? Um, cottage cheese? Cottage cheese is gross. It's fucking disgusting. Cottage cheese is gross. You know what's, well, I, I was going to say, like, pickled pig's feet is like a southern thing, but I That's don't know. That's southern. I don't know. It's probably a, more black, honestly. I was going to say, I don't know if it's white white southern or black southern. It's probably black southern. But white, are the, what white foods, you know what white food grosses me out? Huh. Jello. You don't like jello? Jello is fucking gross. What? <laughs> Who the fuck doesn't like jello? I'm sorry, man. No matter the flavor, I can't it's get just down the, with jello. the concept I, of I gelatin. hate it. It's fucking gross. What about like pudding? Is that okay? I love pudding. What about tapioca? Pudding is a black thing, though. Bill Cosby. Pudding is not a black Bill Cosby thing. advertised for pudding. No, we can't <laughs> associate pudding with he Bill Cosby. Owns pudding. No, it does not. <laughs> what about tapioca? I'm down with tapioca. It's fun. <sighs> can't do it's it. It's fun. Really, dude. I feel like there's boogers in it. Wow. I can't. I, I think I had that thought one time when I was like five years old, and it's never left my head. I'm like, these are boogers in here. What else is? What is it? What's in there? <sighs> tapioca is actually derived from a root. It's like taro root that they take in powder and then they turn into like a gummy substance. You love food, don't you? I do. You love to cook? That's why I have a food podcast. Yeah, I know. Who knows? Everybody's <laughs> trying to find their niche. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I do like to cook. You obviously do not like to cook. No, you see the meal prep in the bottom right? Girlfriend oh, also did that. That's meal prep. Your girlfriend does your meal prep? We just started, but yeah. I need to tell... We just started. We just started. Are You guys are both on, on this system, or you just started telling her what to make for you? Um, so we basically eat the same thing for dinner, like, every single night, because we're trying to eat healthier. Okay. It's like broccoli, chicken, and oh, rice. That's God. really it. But she cooks it so well. 
So these are just for when I'm over at my house, but most of the time we're at her place anyway, so she just cooks over there. So these are just kind of like at my at-home meals. I'm going to ask you a question. What's up? Now, I just completed dry January. Dry January. Not drinking any alcohol. No, not drinking any alcohol. Okay. Okay. I probably lost like seven pounds. Really? Yeah. And I probably saved like 4,000 bucks on my credit card. Oh, my God. <laughs> and like I... And I worked out every day, too. Mm-hmm. And then Black History Month came around, and you're like, I need a drink. Yes, <laughs> Got exactly. It. Exactly. Because we all know that <laughs> uh, pudding <laughs> is... Anyway, so it was, I, it was such a struggle. The things, the sacrifice of not drinking, and then, like, you know, going to bed early, and, like, working out every day. Why do you have to those, same, those things together? I just feel like it's part of a healthy lifestyle. Okay. But as a comic, how do you ever balance that? I'm, I'm, try, I'm not trying to sidetrack this conversation, but I have horrific sleep problems. Right. Like dangerously bad insomnia. Yeah. And, and my doctor's always like, you need to be on a sleep schedule. And I'm like, yeah. for us, that's never going to happen. How many times have you had to get up it's for a tough. 4 a.m. flight? Yeah. And then fly all the way to the East Coast and then immediately like perform two shows? No, it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible to have a schedule. Sorry, um, continue. No, but I was going to say, I looked at my... Now sexy body after my mon- one month of dry January. And I took pictures. I had before and after pictures. I definitely lost some weight. I look better, whatever. The question is, was it worth it? Is it worth the sacrifice? And you are a, you are a guy. I've, I've seen you shirtless. You guys can see Matt shirtless. On Instagram or like at my house? Don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. And do you think it's worth these sacrifices in food? And I don't know what your alcohol relationship is to alcohol. But is the food sacrifice this... Like, this to me is a nightmare, having meals that are just, like, packed up for the week and not having food be the adventure every day that I just don't know what it's going to be. Is it – do you do it for a vanity thing? Do you do it for a career thing? Do you do it for – because it makes you feel good to feel like that? Makes you feel good to look like that? What is it? That's a very loaded question. I'll try to condense it as much as possible. There's a couple parts to it. Yes. I guess – Vanity-wise, I was not an attractive kid by any means. I've always been very, very, very skinny. Like okay. When I first met you, I was like probably like 125 pounds yeah. when I first moved to L.A. Yeah. Puberty hit very late. And still to this day, if I go like three days without working out, I'll lose like 10 pounds. Yeah. So like I have to eat a lot of healthy stuff to like be the way I want to look. Okay. Now, transitioning from be the way I want to look, yes, it it's nice to look good. It's nice to have people think that you look good, especially yeah. especially girls. It's and it, great. it feels good, too. It feels good, too. However, the career side of that, I don't know. I don't know if it's helping or helping me or hurting me because, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the stigma behind stand-up comedians is that we're not usually attractive. We're not usually in good shape. Nobody wants to laugh at a physically fit person. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's, everything's funnier if you're fat. Right. So it's like, would my career be going better if I was out of shape? I'd be like the funny fat friend in a bunch of movies. Hmm. Very possible. But my dreams and goals are not to be just that. Like, I would love to have a career path like someone like acting-wise, like, yeah. like someone like Ryan Reynolds, you know what I mean, where you can be attractive, you can be in shape, and yes. you can add your humor to everything you do. That's personally what I want. I also think that that's, again, I think that the pendulum swung for a while where it was like, you need to be goofy looking to be funny. Mm-hmm. And like, especially in stand-up comedy, like, I, I, I remember... I, I like to dress nicely, mm-hmm. and I'm always on stage in a. I usually wear a, a blazer now, whatever. I look, I look, I dress smartly, mm-hmm. and I always thought like, 
it like there was like a especially when I was coming up like there was a competition to see like who could just dress like they don't give a shit the most like that was the thing it was like you just didn't want to give a shit on stage you want to like wear your uh, you hoodie and a t-shirt and yeah. look like you didn't give a fuck and I remember like I would be dressed up for the day mm-hmm. and then I'd go home change into shitty clothes go <laughs> go on stage and then change back into nice clothes and I think that you know it obviously takes getting comfortable in your own skin and whatnot to just be like ah I can just be myself. But I do think that, that that trend in general is changing where you can be funny and also not have to be like, oh, I don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, I think you just have to go with whatever fits your style and your personality or persona on stage more. Yeah. Like you do a lot of very like thought-provoking material, so it makes sense for you to look that part. Right. With me just kind of being like a young, I don't know, a fucking bro or whatever, it's like I can kind of dress however. But you, you know? still dress nicely, though. It's not like you dress like... No, I mean, you still want to look you very good. nicely. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm not this rugby jersey <laughs> I'm wearing today, but you It's a podcast. You're allowed to wear whatever you want on oh, a podcast. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's no camera. No video. I don't know why I cared to even put on pants. No video. It's great. Okay. You were telling me that there is a bifurcation line, let's call it, the middle of the fridge. Yes. To the right is yours, to the left is your roommate's. Yes. However, straddling the line, <laughs> straddling the line on the bottom row is a huge cake, it, and it's like, it looks like a Ralph's, like you bought it oh, at Ralph's yeah. cake that's just like hanging out next to the healthy meal plan stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the positioning is not ideal. So that cake is for tomorrow's my girlfriend's birthday. Okay. So, of course, she had to do a birthday photo shoot. Of course. Yes. How could you even have a birthday without one? It's, it's like it doesn't even exist. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> she went and serious. bought this cake specifically to go do a photo shoot with. And then she came over to my place after and was like, well, I can't eat this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right, you fucking liar for your entire Instagram. So she left it at my place. And then I got incredibly high last night and ate like a good third of that cake. I was going to say, it's a nice, it looks like a Pac-Man now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucked it up. It's just like white. It's just like yellow cake with like a... Uh, vanilla frosting with, hey um, with coconut on it. OG. Can't so, go wrong. So good. Hold on. This is hilarious to me. So your girlfriend does a whole photo shoot for uh-huh. her birthday showing the cake and she's like, I'm just a hot girl enjoying my full fat cake. Yep. And then goes home and is like, Ugh, get it away from me. What a fucking poser. That is amazing. It's so ridiculous. That is so good. Also, if you if you if you've gathered all this information, if I didn't have a girlfriend, the only thing I would have in this refrigerator is two bites of a salad. Right. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So she's good for you. Yes. She's yes. very good for you. Um, uh, and then in your, oh, no, this is interesting. Your door here. Okay. Again, really sad. First of all, how is this sad? It's like a full door. It's not for. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of dead space. First of all, okay. Okay. There's a lot. There's a there's an almond almond milk, Trader mm-hmm. Joe's almond milk. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. There is the sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. That's an easy go to barbecue sauce. It's great, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. The thing that makes me sad is this. That's not mine. A lone jar of Miracle Whip. That's not mine. Just hanging out. I don't eat mayonnaise. It's my roommate's. He's uh, disgusting. Yeah. First you, of all, of all the mayonnaises to get, who goes for Miracle Whip is there better Hellman's? Is Hellman's the better mayonnaise? Hellman's is like the OG. I don't know who's getting... Miracle Whip seems like grandmothers in the South. Well, he is a grandmother from the South, oh, okay. ironically. <laughs> yeah, that's your roommate. <laughs> also, you're not going to leave out the Chick-fil-A sauce that we went out of our way to buy a whole container of. Where is this? On the bottom between the jelly and the baby rays. Oh, really? <laughs> Where you'd expect to find it. Oh, okay. Tell me about this because I don't know about Chick-fil-A sauce. Do you not eat Chick-fil-A? I've had Chick-fil-A. 
You've never had the sauce? No. What? I don't think so. I should have brought you some here. I'm starving, and I would love some Chick-fil-A. Dude, right I gave now. you this wonderful harakurut. Well, oh, yeah, and it was so delicious. Because <laughs> I knew you were hungry. Oh, my God. I was so... Loki, when you brought out candy, I was like, fuck yes, dude. <laughs> like, this is, this is going to tie me over to the end of the podcast. This is good candy if you want to lose weight, because you take a couple bites. You and will you throw, throw it up. <laughs> Okay, so tell me about the sauce. So the sauce from Chick-fil-A is mm-hmm. incredible. I would say it's the best part about going to Chick-fil-A is really? the sauce. Yes. Okay. It's their own – I don't know what their ingredients are in it, but it's delicious. And, and I guess enough people were complaining that, you, like, why can't I eat this all the time without okay. going to Chick-fil-A? So now they sell it in stores by the container. And that's, like, the small container of wow. what you can buy it for. No way. And is it like barbecue sauce? Is it like no, ketchup-based? No, it's, it's like, uh, oh, there's really no way to describe it. It's like um, the Andrew consistency Yernotic. of like a honey mustard, I guess. Yeah. Kind of. Um, it's its its own thing. There's really no comparison. It's honey mustard and barbecue sauce. Is that what it is? Wow. Really? It's That sounds like a fun combination. How do you know that? Because it's, it's like a Thousand like Island or whatever, secret sauce. Yeah. It's the tangy. Okay, got it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so I am still very curious about your relationship to food. Because, again, I don't really understand. That fridge didn't give me much. It gave me some stuff. It didn't give me much. But I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions that I ask everyone at the end of of the episode. What is your earliest food memory? Earliest food? Food memory. Oh, that's tough. I've always liked sweet potatoes, like mashed yams, like some sweet potatoes around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid. I Because that's a very popular baby food, I feel like. Yes. I feel like I can remember that for as long as possible, just loving that food. Interesting. That's probably the oldest I can think of. With the marshmallows or no? It's not necessary. I hate it. It's it's a little overboard. I'll do it. I'm still going to eat them. Yeah. But if I'm going to make it myself, which I would never do, <laughs> then... As uh, is evidence from your fridge. Yeah. There's not a single ingredient <laughs> in that fridge. Do you not cook anything? No. Cooking is my least favorite thing on the planet. Whoa. Yeah. This is not the podcast Tell me, me why. No, it's okay. Not having a relationship to food is fine. Well, I mean, I've got to be one of the few people to have that that stance on this podcast. Not though. really. It's it, really? So far, it's you and Paul Rust. You and Paul Rust uh, both do not like to cook food. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm curious why. First and foremost, it feels like such a chore. Okay. Like to spend 40 minutes cooking something I'm going to eat in seven to eight minutes is ridiculous. Mm. I'm also like a very impulsive eater. Like I don't even think about food until I'm like, I need to eat right now. Yeah. There's no way for me to be like, I'm going to be hungry in like an hour. I should probably get to prepping stuff. It's also very meticulous. If you want it to taste good, there's a lot of stuff you have to do to a lot of food, I feel like. Right. And I'm just not I'm just not a foodie. I just don't care about food. It's well, that, so weird. That to me is the biggest thing. If you don't care about food, then yes, it's a lot of work for very little reward. Yeah. yeah. Like I I mean I eat 
relatively healthy things because I know it's what my body should be having. Yeah. I'd say the only food I like care about and it's so bad is like sweets, like desserts and candies. Holy shit, not that one. <laughs> but uh you know, American desserts and candies. How dare you? How dare you talk about my culture like that? You hate it as on well. My podcast. You I, hate it. I'm allowed to hate it. You're what? not you are not allowed to what hate it. What do I have to do? <laughs> you need to you need to be uh my skin tone. We are the same then, skin tone. Do you not realize? <laughs> okay, I've been using a lot of sunscreen. You're light-skinned Persian. You're the only light-skinned Persian I've ever met. I am a light-skinned Persian. Okay, let's say your roommate crosses the line by three millimeters, that puts his miracle whip on your side of the fridge. You lose your shit. You grab a knife, even though you don't know where they are because you don't cook. You don't really, it takes you a while to find it. And you kill him. Now you're on death row. What is your death row meal? Well, first of all, I'd stab him with the parry knife, which I know is a thing. Whoa. Real, real quick side note. So I just did a movie last year uh, where I was playing a chef. Oh, my God. And they literally paid me to take an acting class for seven days, nine hours a day for seven days. I remember nothing. You mean an acting class or like a culinary a cook, class? A culinary oh, class. Oh, culinary class. Yes. Where they taught wow. me how to, like, how to slice things and how to flip stuff in a pan and you played a chef? Yeah. That seems like And then you know what? Casting. And then throughout the movie, I didn't cook a single thing. Because <laughs> my thing was, I was like, you're going to bring in prop food, right? The food's already going to be made. I'm just right. going to be like putting garnishes on it or whatever. <laughs> a word I learned. Yes. And I'm like, that's what's going to happen, right? They're like, no, but we need to make sure you know like the mechanics and how it would look. And I was like, okay. They didn't do any of that. They just brought in the food that I would have already made. And I'm like carrying it out like I made it. Well, they probably spoke to the instructor at the school, and, <laughs> he and was they were like, like, all right, he can't even garnish. He doesn't <laughs> even know what the word garnish means. So we just got to bring the food out. Dude, when I tell you that nine hours a day felt like going back to, like, high school, like, it was miserable. Oh, my I God. I hated it. Whatever your least favorite subject was in school, do that straight for nine hours. Wow. And, and we would cook it, in the late, <laughs> and we would eat it at the end, and we'd be eating it, and the lady would be like, see, doesn't it feel so good to, like, eat something that you made? I'm like... I would have rather eaten it eight and a half hours ago from someone else who made it much better. Okay. I feel bad for the other people in this class. <laughs> there was, oh, it was just me. It was private. Oh, it was just for you? Private, yeah. Oh, my God. I know. But she for sure was, like, disrespected. <laughs> like, this was her. It. She's like, I love cooking. I was like, you need a hobby. <laughs> You're like, there's Postmates. There's yeah, no, there's are you, literally no Are reason. you poor? <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, I'll spend $80 for a burger. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, death row meal. Oh, this is going to be so white trash. Okay. Pillsbury cinnamon rolls, the one you make in the oven on your own, those I can make because you don't got to do anything (laughs) but lay them on the pan. But even when I have to spread the icing, I'm like, oh, fucking take it forever. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love cinnamon rolls. Wow. Do you like them better than Cinnabon? Yeah, Cinnabon is sometimes too much. It's too too icingy. Too icingy sometimes. I agree. I think the ratios are are a little off. It would be that if I had to pick like a, a food food, not like a meal food, not like a dessert, I guess it would be like a like a seafood Alfredo. A seafood Alfredo, you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking five year old. How is that? How is that immature? Red Lobster has it. Oh my god! How is that bad? A Red Lobster seafood Alfredo. Mwah. Okay, let me tell you why seafood Alfredo is wrong in so many different ways. It. Okay, in Italian cuisine. Mm-hmm. You will never have a seafood pasta that has cheese on it. Why? Because that's the way it's done in Italy. They think that the cheese would overpower the flavor <sighs> of the seafood. 
So, Alfredo sauce is usually made with uh, Parmesan and Pecorino mixed in with butter. And now you're adding shrimp to that. Yeah. And Red Lobster is the one that invented this, probably. Probably. Or Olive Garden. Or Olive Garden. So, what I'm saying is you'll be leaving the planet with uh, your palate unrefined. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's got, it's got the sauce. It's got the noodles. It's got shrimp. It's got little bits of crab. It's got, um, <laughs> what, are the, what are the little uh, circle things called? Not, are scallops. They, scallops. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so we want like a seafood medley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh not just shrimp Alfredo. It's a real fuck you to Italians. This <laughs> seafood medley with the heaviest cheese sauce ever. You know what I'm saying? They will scoff at cheese on seafood. But you know what? It's probably delicious. I'm. I'm... It's delicious. <laughs> Fuck like the norm, okay? I'm not dealing with it. I'm also not making it. So it's also your last day on earth. So who cares? How do How do you think people's last meals would differ if they had to make it for themselves? Oof, that would be. Then I think I would just go like cereal. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like some fucking crunch, some crunch berry or something. Yeah. How sad. Sitting alone, having a bowl of crunch berries, knowing oh, that there's God. an electric chair is on the other side. Is still a thing, last meals? I think so. I think really? it is, yeah. We yeah. don't hear enough about this. I, it's true. That should be a reality show. I'd it watch that reality should. show. <laughs> I mean, there's like obviously no reoccurring characters, but... Right. Well, that's good. You don't have to, It's all guest stars. All guest stars. You don't have to pay they anyone. They have like their whole backstory. <laughs> um, there's no serious regular rate. That it should be called, it should be called like last forty eight. Last forty eight. Your last forty eight hours. What are your meals? What are you doing wow. for those last couple days? I mean, look, see, this is how collaboration works. But we got to pitch this to. We got who do we pitch this Shark to? Tank. Sh- Shark Tank. Shark. Hello, sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, you eat, can you eat shark? Yes, there are a lot of cultures that eat shark. Actually, there's a food in Iceland. They they basically ferment shark meat, like they before refrigeration they used to do this. So they. They, they ferment it, and it gets fermented in some weird liquid. And apparently, it's the most disgust Like, it's consistently, like, even Anthony Bourdain said, it's probably the most disgusting thing that he ever ate. However... Was that his last meal? If James Corden eats it, he better fucking like everybody. <laughs> he better... It. Mm, it's so good. <laughs> I love fermented shark. Shark feels like it would be... Because it's such a powerful animal, I feel like it would have to be delicious. I don't know. It's very cartilaginous. Their skin. You're throwing a lot of words. At I me know. Right now. It's logarithmically cartilaginous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Let's do push-ups. It's <laughs> just win. something I understand. You'll win. You'll win. <laughs> uh, this I'm very curious about because this I feel like this would be out of your wheelhouse. Okay. But what is the best high-end meal you've ever had? I was in Hong Kong, like five years ago. Okay. And we had these. Uh, this restaurant was super nice. This massive sky rise of some building there. And they had the <laughs> – this immediately makes it white trash as it's leaving my mouth. There were chicken wings. Okay. But they were like – was a, it was a certain type of spice yeah. that I've never encountered before or after. It was like so delicious but was so spicy but like so good you couldn't stop eating it. Wow. And the spice wouldn't really catch on to like 45 seconds after you have already eaten it. Wow. And I ate so many of them. I think it was like – I think my wings were like seventy dollars. Wow! Like it was super expensive. Was it um like w- did your numb would your mouth get numb and tingly at all? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would tingle. Oh, so that was Szechuan peppercorns. Why? How do you just know that? Szechuan peppercorns because it's a it's a it's a northern Chinese thing. Really? That is 
was actually illegal in America up until like the early 2000s, I think. Like wow. you couldn't bring Szechuan peppercorns into America. But yeah, it creates like a like a tingly spiciness. Yeah, it's it very was fun. It was so good. Yeah, they're awesome. Now, I, not that chicken wings are my most high-end <laughs> meal. Yeah. When I brought my, I flew my grandpa out to LA the Christmas right before COVID hit. Uh-huh. He's never been to LA or anything. Never leaves Ohio. And um, flew him out here for the holidays, and I was like, Grandpa, he loves food. He loves to cook. He's a great chef. And I was like, Where is he from? Ohio. Okay. And uh, I was like, we're out here in L.A. Like, there are so many incredible, fancy restaurants out here. Like, where do you want to go? Nobu? You want to go to Mastro's? Like, where where do you want to go to get, like, the best food? He wanted to go to fucking Olive Garden in Burbank. Hey, man. Game recognized game. Dude, he was like, it's good Italian food. I'm like, even I know it's not. Even I know it's not the best. And did you take him there? I took him. Oh, that's nice. And he was highly underwhelmed. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a bummer. I wish you would have said, Grandpa, I'll get you Italian, but let's go somewhere different. Go to like Dantana's or some shit. I would have loved to. Yeah. So that I could also not appreciate it. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, There's not enough seafood in this fucking cheese sauce. <laughs> you call this uh, Italiano? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like to apologize to all my, well, there is the Italian listeners, our black listeners, our Mexican listeners, and who else did we offend? Do you, do you have Asian listeners? Do you have your insights of how many listeners are of which? I think we'll have insights on this one of how many unfollowed the uh, how many the how many comments, <laughs> how many hate threads I get. All right, this next question is way more in your wheelhouse. What's the best low end meal you've ever had? This could be like a street taco, a Ooh. hot dog, um, your Pillsbury cinnamon thing, like that, like just a low end thing that just brings you the most joy. I just love a PB and J, man. Really? Love a PB&J. What kind of peanut butter? Do you, do you crunchy. But do you go for like Jif like the like the uh like the ones we grew up with or do you go with the organic just the peanuts ground up? No, no, I go with uh yeah, I guess it's Jif. Yeah, ec- the extra crunchy. Yeah. Jelly, I guess I'm going strawberry. Okay. And I'll eat it on like wheat bread. See, this tracks. You're a fucking five-year-old. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do if you don't think I'm cutting the crust off, you're crazy. Why would I even eat that? I'm okay with that. I, you don't like the crust either? I'm, I, I can co-sign on, on cutting the crust off. My roommate will eat the two ends of the bread on oh, one sandwich. He's wow. a murderer. He's a monster. He's disgusting. When you find out he's a serial killer, it's not going to be a surprise. No, not at all. We always knew. We always knew. He fucking crossed the refrigerator line. He eats the heels off bread. He's fucking disgusting. Yes. Actually, you know what? I don't know why it makes a difference, but um, toasted PB&J. Okay. You just toast the bread changes everything. Also, do you believe that how you cut the sandwich determines the taste? Whoa. I don't know any of this. School me. Really? No. I, I personally believe a diagonal cut okay. just tastes the best. Okay. Um, straight down the middle vertical is it's okay. And it's not fun okay. because I don't like them down the middle because you get too thin kind of... It's hard to put in your hand, and then you're eating it like a harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. It's the ham and cheese harmonica. <laughs> it's true. The diagonal is the way to go. I the hypotenuse. So. My grandpa used to, when I was younger, he used to do the, uh, he used to cut it in strips, the toasted peanut butter and jelly. And for some wow. reason, it's fucking delicious. How many people did he murder? No. <laughs> <laughs> That is a crazy move, Grandpa. Is that crazy? That sounds a little, I don't know, it might be fun for a kid. I thought he was just like an entrepreneur. I was you know? like, this guy fucking gets it. He's like, doing his own thing. I'm going to start cutting them into like Tetris-like shapes. 
Just cookie cuttering. Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Are you a drinker of alcohol? Yes. No water. No. You <laughs> hydrate. I, 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 from time to time, I dabble in hydration. Um, no, and I'm I'm so 26 when it comes to this. Like I, I'll drink if I'm like out at a party and I'm like trying to get drunk. Yeah. But that's it. Like, no, I won't just have like a casual drink or anything. You I don't keep any in the house. It's interesting because my my big takeaway after dry January was that th- what I thought was going to be the hardest was the easiest, and what I thought was going to be the easiest was the hardest. Elaborate. The, the hardest thing for me was not having a glass of wine at dinner at a restaurant. Interesting. Like, I need to have a glass of wine with dinner because it, it puts a pause in the meal. Like, I found myself eating so fast at mm. restaurants, and it just wasn't as fun. An engagement party, though, that was like 200 people, and I had so much anxiety about it. I'm like, how am I going to go here and not fucking drink? I was completely fine being sober. And in fact, I think I had a much better time because I don't drink before I go on stage. Like, I make it a rule. Never, Mm. ever, ever. And the reason is because I'm way more sharp Mm. when I'm not drinking. And also, I'm like less – I felt like when I – the few times that I was like a little tipsy on stage, I get like hostile to the audience. Like, you know you how get like real Kramery. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank God, no one was recording. But you know how like, you know how like it's a kind of a rookie move when like you have a heckler or someone who's like a little, you know, it's a rookie move to just rail into them because anyone yeah. can do that. Mm-hmm. Like the veteran move is to kind of deftly dance around it like a matador and like bring them onto your yeah. side and chill them out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I get heckled or there's someone who's disruptive and I'm drunk, mm. the little boy inside me that was, like, made fun of as a kid just, like, comes out and lashes out. Damn. And I just will keep railing into them until it gets really awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I stopped. So I was like, no drinking before I go on a show. So anyway, at a party, I felt like I was, like, just as social and, like, way more quick-witted and it was fine, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Have you ever smoked weed and got on stage? No. I did it one time. I'll never like a do nightmare. it. Nightmare, dude. I had like five panic attacks on stage. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> I was like 15 minutes into like an hour long show I was doing in DC, and I was like, it was a very like whatever crowd, uh, uh, very intimate crowd. It was like like 40 people, and everyone else was smoking weed in the room. So I was like, I, mean, I do smoke weed. I love it. Yeah. And everybody feels like they're funny when they're high. Right. So I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll try some. So my friend brought me a joint on stage, and I did it. Dude, I took like two hits and I coughed so hard that I was like, oh no, like I'm so fucked. And for the next like 10 minutes after that, I just tried to do my set like normal, but I was like pacing so slowly and like all of my words were so slow and paused in between. Eventually I just, I, I was literally on stage being like, like having a panic attack and I was like, I have to figure out some way to get off stage right now. Like I have to like literally tell the crowd, I was literally about to be like, guys, I have to take a shit just so I can go in the bathroom and like <laughs> breathe and come down. Wait, like, how embarrassed do you have to be where your out is to tell a room full of people I have to take a right? shit? Right? Like I couldn't think of any other reason for me to just get <laughs> off stage for like five to ten minutes. Right. But I needed to go like breathe and luckily I just got through it. I just had to be like, guys, I'm so high right now. Oh and then God. like once we once I acknowledged that yes. and they understood it as well, yes. then the rest of the show was hilarious. Cause yeah. I could just it was just me talking about how high I was the entire time. Right. And like the crowd work was so much fun. And it, it ended up being a great time. The whole set's on YouTube, actually. Oh my God. That's yeah. hilarious. Um 
So it ended up being funny, but I would never in my life do it again. Well, I was going to ask you what your favorite drunk food is, but it seems like weed is your vice of choice. So what is your favorite high food? Man, just any kind of dessert. Really? Any You have kind, a sweet tooth when you're, when you're stoned? So last night, I'm disgusted with myself today. Yeah. I felt terrible. Give last it to night, me. I had, I had that cake. Okay. I had like... Three handfuls of chocolate-covered pretzels. I love chocolate-covered pretzels. Oh, yeah. And I Where also, are they from? Trader Joe's? Chocolate-covered uh, No. Uh, my girlfriend got these. Oh, my God. This from, is a, she's uh, a vital part of I your life. I know, dude. <laughs> Do not let this go. She was uh, at Costco. She got the um, the Thin Mint ones. Have you had those? No. Oh, they're so good. They're like mint chocolate-covered pretzels. Wow. Thin Mint has pivoted to chocolate-covered pretzels? So good. Wow. So we had those the cake, and then I also had, oh, God, what was it? Oh, like, I mean, a shit ton of watermelon, obviously. There was two bowls of them. Watermelon the is so underrated best high food. It's because it's refreshing. Oh, it's and it's so it's so watery. It's so watery. It's so watery. It's exactly <laughs> it's exactly what it's you need just in the moment. Shooting water into your mouth, <laughs> and it's sweet, and the texture is fun. Oh, it's amazing. It's like you're biting into styrofoam. Yeah. Oh, you get like the crisp bite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, dude. Watermelon is the best. Is might be my favorite stoner food. It's so good, it's man. It's so good. And it doesn't get too sweet. Because I feel like when I'm eating too much sweet stuff, it catches up with me while I'm stoned. I'm like, oh, God, I feel gross yeah. even while I'm stoned. Mm-hmm. Watermelon always makes me feel nice. Yeah, because you... Because it feels refreshing. That's what it, feels, it is. It and you, feels refreshing. And you can convince yourself, it's a fruit. It's not that it's bad. It's Nothing's bad. It's like eating air. Exactly. Chick-fil-A has many diehard fans, yes, for the chicken sandwiches, but just as much for their sauce. But the famous Chick-fil-A sauce wasn't there from the beginning. When people wanted a dipping sauce to go with their nuggets, one location's manager made up a quick batch of his homemade honey mustard. It caught on, and the restaurant began making bigger batches, serving it in pre-filled cups and pump containers. But one day, an employee accidentally mixed the barbecue sauce into the restaurant's honey mustard, and the Chick-fil-A sauce craze exploded. At one point, a customer was caught ordering a drink, then he emptied the cup, and then he filled it with sauce to take home. Not all heroes wear capes. Do you have a favorite celebrity food personality? This could be a chef. It could be like an Anthony Bourdain type. It can be Dana Dude. It can be... Uh, <laughs> hmm, favorite food celebrity. Wow, you don't give a fuck about food. It's unbelievable. Dude, uh, it's like, you're you like the only Matt's one face. I know. You just, it's like I asked him to like, to like <laughs> solve a quadratic equation or something. <laughs> I get favorite food celebrity... I'll, uh, I'll throw some out there. Go ahead. See if okay. I even know like these a names. Guy Fieri. Oh. Anthony Bourdain. Guy Fieri, just because he's not dead yet. It's like, dude, <laughs> your, your, your cardiovascular system is fucking strong. Oh. I see. Okay, that's a good reason. I thought you were saying he's literally the only non-dead one that I know. Oh, like, in, no. in comparison to like Anthony <laughs> yes, Bourdain? Yes. Yeah. No, just because he eats all of the most disgusting shit that I would probably love, actually. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Guy died within the next five years. Damn. I hope, <laughs> I hope we didn't just, like, project that. Who, who, who else is there? There's, like, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, you could say. Um, uh, who I only know through Snoop Dogg. Who you only know through Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, well, like, what are your favorite – maybe there's, like, a favorite – 
chain when, restaurant that has a celebrity when, behind it. When I was a kid, my stepdad, who I had nothing in common with, loved watching the Food Network. He used to watch uh, Emerald. Emerald Lagasse. Bam! Yes. Bam! Is all I remembered as a kid. You know, I had a. I used to hate him. I used to love him, and then I hated him, and I loved him again. Why? We just had. I thought at first I was like, "Oh, this is." His. He was like the first chef to be like doing really like performancey stuff, mm-hmm. and like I felt like at first I liked it because it was fun, and then I became like a food purist, and I was like, "This guy's all. He's all just he's an all act. Show. He's all show." And then I went to his restaurant in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and it was so good, and I wanted to hate it. But it was so incredibly amazing. And I was like, no, this guy is incredible. He's a showman and an amazing chef. Was he back there cooking? No. No. He probably, probably had nothing to do with the food. No, nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I don't like Gordon Ramsay. Oh, interesting. He's so, just a dick. He cares he way too much about food. If, if Gordon Ramsay was yelling in my face like, you fucking idiot, I'd be like, the soup? Like, that's what you're so upset about right now? <laughs> Breathe, dude. That's his. That's a shtick, though. Yeah, but like, I'd slap the shit out of him. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're not gonna get in my face about that. About food. I'm. I have a. I have a polarizing relationship with Gordon Ramsay because I. He's another one who's a showman, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of that is an act. Mm-hmm. And I know he's also a legit chef. He's got like some of the. He's got like some of the best restaurants in England. In, okay. Are his. But I don't know that he's a force for good in the food world. I think he brings such a toxicity. Yeah, what good does he bring? And that it must inspire other people to be dicks like that to their cooks. Yeah, like I could understand it if there was like a food military. Right. He'd be a great like general, I guess. Right. But other than that, no, like fuck be more like Ronald McDonald. You know what I mean? Just like chill. That and and now we finally found your favorite food. There now we have one. <laughs> we, now we have one. It took one. a while, but it, we came back to Ronald McDonald. After all that. I, I don't know enough about Ronald McDonald, but I think that he was just like I don't know. The problem with Ronald McDonald is that he might also be a force for evil in that he gets kids hooked on McDonald's with his fun personality. Mm. What we don't see is the kids, all these kids who end up with diabetes because of of Ronald's fun personality. That's very true. So he's a little diabolical too. I feel like they tried to balance out the shitty food with those, uh, the play pens. Yes. Like the play tube tunnel things. (laughs) Yes. And now kids don't even play in that shit anymore. That was like, that was the best part about going to McDonald's when I was a kid. Was was like, yeah, fucking eat like three nuggets and then go play, come back, nugget up and then go play some more. Now they have cell phones. Cell phones everywhere. It's true. It's so depressing. I love, I love McDonald's pivot into healthy foods, like their salads. Oh my god! They're they. It's just like construction paper, green construction paper. (laughs) It's like they just know no one's ever gonna order it, but they just need to have it on the menu. I haven't had McDonald's in forever. Really? Because it's like I know it's not even like one percent real meat, any of it. Obviously, but there's the only moments that I have McDonald's, and I don't give myself much grief about it because I do love McDonald's. It tastes great. They have a bunch of scientists working Mm -hmm. on making stuff actually like taste good to you. But, like, if I'm on the road and there's nothing around and I'm, like, driving from one place to the other and it's, like, after a show, I usually will go to McDonald's and I'll either get a fish fillet or uh, chicken nuggets. Both of which are neither of those animals. Right. <laughs> right. They both come from the same whatever. I won't do it. If I'm driving, like, I mean, I mean you know how it is. We, we drive fucking six hours to yes. sometimes. Yes. I won't do it. I will not stop at a McDonald's. So you have, like, power bars or whatever just, like, No, I'll, I'll find a different fast food place. Like, really? I'll, go to, I'll do a Carl's Jr. or a Wendy's I love. Yeah. Uh, Jack in the good. Box. See, for me, it's, like, go big or go home. 
I, I, if I'm doing fast food, I'm going to the Golden Arches. Really? Yeah. You love it that much? I, I, I think it's delicious. Dude, fish fillets are fuck. First of all, I predicted fish fillets becoming like the, the next like hipster food. Like every are hipster they? restaurant. Yes, they're starting. They're all starting to make their like hipster version of, we make our own buns in-house for our fish oh fillet. It's a, it's a haddock. It's a haddock. A haddock. It's a goldfish at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it's just like three fried goldfish. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know, man. I love, I love the way McDonald's tastes. Is it the best fast food restaurant to you? I don't know that it's the best, but I think it holds the most nostalgia for me. That's fair. That's fair. Like, when, this is the thing. When I go for fast food, I'm not just going for flavor. I'm going for an experience. I'm going for, I'm trying to be healthy about it. Oh, that's the thing. I, I'm, that's the last thing. I'm a very healthy guy. Mm -hmm. I eat very healthy all mm -hmm. the time. When I go fast food, I'm not, I don't give a fuck. Interesting. They list the calories on the, I'm, I'm looking for the highest number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Have you, um, where do you, how do you feel about In-N-Out? I love In-N-Out. Really? I love In-N-Out. Interesting. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, you're not nuts about it? No, it's fine. Dude. Right. It's like the burger is extremely salty. Yeah. Uh, which is like, it's fine. I don't like toasted buns. Very anti-toasted buns. Interesting because you like toasted PB&J. That is weird, isn't it? Whoa. But I also love cherry pie. Okay. hate cherries. Wow, interesting. I know. Makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. But how do you deal with the fries from In N Out? They're literally the fries are awful. Cardboard. That is objective. Yes, Andrew, you're fucking awful. wrong. Awful. They're awful. I've tried so many ways to make them likable. I'm like, can you make them extra crispy? You gotta do like animal style or whatever. Yeah, which I'm is like, then do, just mayonnaise on I'm top like, of it. Is there another secret way to, to order them that I don't know that you're not telling me? Like the secret menu is such bullshit, by the way. <laughs> like that you're just telling them how you want it. They're like, yeah, we'll just call it a fucking name. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's all just personal orders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you ask for fucking Oreos and your French fries, they'd be like, Oh, the Oh, you want the, the Johnny. The, oh, yeah, the, the Johnny. <laughs> yeah, give me the Johnny. Like, why'd they make it so creepy? <laughs> <laughs> like, would you prefer? Have you had water, like Whataburger in the South? It's funny. I had my first Whataburger this year. Consensus. I enjoyed it. I had it in Corpus Christi. That sounds about Texas. right. Texas. Mm -hmm. And actually, I did a very funny bit about it because uh, Corpus Christi is the third fattest city in America. Is it really? Like Brett, Brett Ernst and I were doing shows there for oh, like Cobra Kai comedy yeah. shows, and uh, we were walking around and we were like. What's happening? And do we have eating disorders? <laughs> like, what is happening? Everyone was that. Everyone big. is huge. And so I did a bit about I finally tried Whataburger, and the crowd goes crazy. And I'm like, I feel like you guys know. You guys don't need. You guys know what a burger is. You need a what a vegetable in Corpus wow. Christi. Wow. <laughs> did they hate it? No, they loved it. They were cool. That's so but, funny. Um, I liked it a lot, though. I thought it was very good. I still like In-N-Out more, though. I'm sorry. I should have retracted. When you said, what's your favorite low-end food? Yes. I don't know how I blanked on this. Mm -hmm. Waffle House. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know how that's I blanked on that. That's a great one. That's a great one. Dude, when you're in the South doing some shows and you rap at fucking 1230 in the morning. Yes. And you're, it's usually next to your hotel or something. Yes. It's always oh, next to your hotel. It's always next to the <laughs> that hotel. That yellow glow mm -hmm. coming through your window. It's so fucking good, dude. It is so good. Their hash browns are fantastic. Everything there is great. Their you hash get, browns are great. You ever great. get the steak? No. <laughs> oh, I've had the steak. Loki, up Look at this guy. Okay. You? It's so okay. good. Because I'm convincing myself. I'm like, I'm, I'm having a, a, a lean protein at Waffle House. <laughs> what are you like? You're a Waffle House royalty? Like, I will have the ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> I love when the Waffle House employee, like, 
hypes up your meal. Yes. I'm like, okay, I get a waffle. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I get chocolate chips. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to have my, my eggs scrambled. That's it. Yeah, I guess so. You don't want jalapenos in that? Jalapenos would be nice. Mm-hmm. You want cheese on it? How was I not going to have cheese on it? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They know it. You ever look at a Waffle House kitchen? Yeah. It's disgusting. It's it's got you know what it is though it's disgusting like a cast iron skillet is disgusting it has season it's seasoned it's uh, <sighs> it has that seasoning it's seasoned in poverty because <laughs> you would have a feast for like eleven dollars you know what's interesting about Waffle House uh, that you don't the, you don't see them in the north right this is a very southern thing. north or the west yeah right and they have their eggs are out on the like above the they're they're not in the fridge no they're not they're outside and so it's just, that's something that you can't do in the north you can only do in the south is having eggs out that's so right <laughs> they're just out i always wonder cuz the kitchen is always a fucking mess like yes. there's eggs on the counter like yeah. scrambled egg remnants yeah and waffle house never closes never so like when do they clean that I think it just makes its way. New Year's. Like New Year's. New Year's. <laughs> the they one day they close. <laughs> Dude, it's disgusting. They finally there clean it. Every chance I get. I don't it's know why great. they don't open out here. I think it's. I think it has to do with like sort of like their FDA cleanliness. Not. It might be the cleanliness <laughs> thing. Like, They're nah. like, wait, we don't want a place that's gonna have grades on our window. No. I don't want a fucking grade. <laughs> okay, so what? Real quick. Yeah. You didn't eat your candy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta like, try it. Waiting. You gotta try it. I also just brushed my teeth before. No oh, excuses. Yeah, seriously. Who um, knows the mix? The mixed flavor with toothpaste might be like the collaboration you needed. Like you're not supposed to eat it with orange juice, right? Like, have it with orange juice. Yeah, it's like the uh, Chick Fil A sauce. It's yeah. barbecue and and spicy mustard. and tire. <laughs> you don't like Chick Fil A sauce? What? What's your sauce if you go there? The, the, they have the, like the sweet and sour sriracha. Okay, that's solid. Like honey sriracha. That sounds fun. That's solid. Okay, I'll let, do you like sweet? hot sauces, you guys? I do like hot sauces. You have a preference? Lately, I've been doing like a fuck like the the one that I really love is like this hipster sriracha. It's like not real sriracha. It's like Whole Foods sriracha. It's made from like tomato juice. It's so good. It's called Yellow Bird Organic at- Lime Garlic and Date Blend. I, I hate dates. Dates. You don't taste the dates. That's more like a thickening agent. Dates look like roaches. Here's the thing, though. Most hot sauces that you use use like some sort of artificial gum and add a lot of sugar. So a Can date. I try some? Yeah, go ahead. A date is like gummy and sugary. So let's see. It's all natural. I'm trying to see. We should contact them to be a sponsor. I like this company, Yellow Bird. They're very, very good. It's not crazy spicy. That's a really good flavor. Right? That's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's Damn. great. They have a green one, too. They're great. I really, really love them. Shout out to Yellow Bird, organic sriracha. The thing is, I did. I love hot sauces, but I realized... I, I'm gonna say 99% of hot sauces have preservatives in them, which whatever. Oh, I'm you're fine. so healthy. I'm fine. I'm Damn. fine. But like, I happen to love the flavor of this, and it doesn't have preservatives, so I don't know why. Not. That would be fire on like some ramen. What's yours? I go Louisiana hot sauce. Ah, you like the vinegar based, huh? 
Is vinegar in there? Yeah, Louisiana hot sauce. <laughs> oh, no. They have vinegar. They have that tang. You like the tanginess? Yeah. Yeah. Or my, uh, I keep bringing them up. Uh, my grandpa makes this hot sauce for whenever he makes wings. It's like, um, oh, God, I have the ingredients somewhere in my phone. He I've never made it. makes his own hot sauce? Yeah. How it's cool. like, oh, God, I'm so not smart. Um, what's uh, what's the red dressing, like, like salad dressing? It's like... Um, uh, uh, like balsamic? Uh, it's not balsamic. It's... Uh, Russian? No. Um, uh, fuck, if I hear it, I'll know it. It's, uh, uh, let me see if I have it in my notes. It's delicious the way he makes it. I know, I know it has vinegar in it. Catalina, yes. Catalina, it's a little bit of Catalina dressing. Okay, what's um, Catalina dressing? Catalina dressing, um, some certain type of vinegar, and then I think he just uses uh, Tabasco, actually, as oh. the spice. Fun. It is deli- It actually is kind of close to that. So you're telling Similar. me, hold on, your grandfather, who we've established as a serial killer who cuts yes. sandwiches and strips. Yes. His hot, his hot sauce has a another hot sauce as the base for the hot sauce. Yeah. This guy. What's wrong he's with a scam him? Artist. No, he's, he's a genius. Yeah, no, he's like the catch me if you can guy. No. He's a complete no. scam artist. No. Catalina dressing is ketchup and Italian. It's ketchup? (laughs) Catalina dressing is ketchup and and Italian dressing. I mean... Here I am thinking my grandpa was like a chemist. (laughs) Like he just brewed up this delicious concoction. It's so white trash. That is the most white trash thing I've ever heard. Oh my God. That's like like prison food. That's like people in prison getting creative with the ingredients that they have. It's like Iron Chef prison. Like, like I got a colored T-shirt wet, and then I wrung it out, <laughs> and I just taste the color. It's delicious. I love red. It adds a new mommy to it. <laughs> Is there a food that you can't stand eating? Onions. Onions. Mm, onions, what? mushrooms, and sushi. I don't eat. Oh, my God. You're fucking five years old. What? You're absolutely five years old. Wait, what about, like, onions that are cooked? Nah, it's a texture thing. Wow. Yeah. When people say it's a texture thing, I'm like, stop being a child. It's texture, dude. It's gross. Oh, my God. Literally, you're a five-year-old child. Well, you you know when a texture... What's something with a texture that tastes gross? You know there's something for you. I love it all, man. Oh, horse shit. I love it all. Horse shit I especially love. It's got that grassiness to it. Oh, my God. It's (laughs) thick. Um, Can't do sushi. Can't do it. No sushis at all? Here's the thing. I don't... Hate it. like I'm not gonna throw up if I have sushi. Okay. Most sushi. Uh, if I'm thinking like a typical like rice in you know little fish inside of like the rice rolls. Yes. I don't despise it, but I would never choose it over any other food ever. Interesting. So I never want it. Okay. Because other foods exist. Wow. Yeah. Interesting because normally broy dudes, and I don't think you're broy. I think a little bit is you. You have a facade. Thanks, man. You see through me. I see through you. But the the bros usually look like let's get some fucking spicy tuna, bro. It's it's a definitely a fuck boy. Like whenever, <laughs> especially hot girls in LA love. They always want to go on a sushi yeah. date. I'm like, we're not doing that. Wow. We're not doing that. <laughs> I also don't take girls on, like, big, expensive, fancy dates anyways. Not to be a super handsome dude. No, we're going to Uh, fucking Carl's Jr. (laughs) God damn it. This is an interesting question. This is my favorite question. And I'm actually fascinated to know your answer. Okay. Because I don't know if this is even in your wheelhouse, if it's something that even tracks for you. Hmm. But what is or are your restaurant... Your restaurant. Your restaurant. Your restaurant. What are your restaurant pet peeves? Ooh, I don't have a lot. Um, 
I'm not high maintenance at all. Yeah. Um, I That's mean, don't, why. I was like, maybe you just don't care that much. You're just I like, I'm there. As long as there's food, I'm happy. No, but something funny that happens pretty consistently is I'll be actively talking shit about part of the meal and the yeah. waiter comes over. I was like, how is it? I'm like, dude, it's so good. Like, it's <laughs> so fucking, it's everything I wanted. <laughs> that happens like, I'd say a good 70% of times I get at restaurants. There's something about it that I'm like, I just don't care for this. And the, sh- the waiter's over my shoulder. And how is, oh, it's, uh, it's wonderful. It's so good. But I guess like coming back to check on how the food is too many times is kind yeah. of annoying. Yeah. Um, I mean, slow service, obviously. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm already starving. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. So pacing. So pacing stuff. uh, Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. What are yours? Oh, I I have a lot. Oh, are you a monster? The lighting. Oh. (laughs) Uh, I can't stand when other people are rude at the restaurant. Okay. Like, girls have no problem with this. Girls love to be like, can you send back his dish? This is overcooked. Like, I can't deal with somebody sending back their food with me. I would never send mine back. Wait a second. Hold on. Oh, shit. What if there's absolutely something wrong with the food? If there's something so obviously wrong with it, then yeah, I well, suppose. in your little fun, quirky example <laughs> you just did of the poor girl who got her overcooked food, what if the food is like very overcooked? If it's like un- inedible. What if I order a steak medium rare and it comes well done? Then fucking eat. I, I like mine well done. <laughs> I like mine medium well. Medium well to well done. Okay, you like it well done. What if it comes medium rare? No, nah, I'm not eating it. Are you gonna I'll eat try? around it. I'll eat the... You're not going to say, hey, do you mind... Nah. You're not even going to tell them to just heat it up? Because, dude, why aren't they going to spit in my food when they bring up the next this plate? This is an old wives' tale. Why wouldn't tale? they? Wives' tale? Everyone thinks there's like this factory of spitters in the back of a restaurant <laughs> just spitting in everything. Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah, what do you mean? If I was a cook, and I'm fucking, I'm back there just whipping up all day. I'm s- trying not to sweat in people's foods. Yeah. And some asshole was like, it was, it just wasn't cooked the right way. I'd be like, Puh. ew. Wow. Well, you guys can watch Matt in that movie as a chef who <laughs> fucking hawks loogies in everyone's thing. I think, honestly, I think it's it's more of a testament of, how shitty we are that we keep thinking because like people who go into restaurants like they'll never do that people in the restaurant business will never do that oh, really? every every person I've met who has worked at a restaurant is like I would never eat at that restaurant that I worked <laughs> at because I know how gross it is oh, I don't know if that I yes but that could be cleanliness stuff or like not throwing away stuff but spitting in someone's shit that's... or like putting a hair in it or rubbing it on your balls or something I could just see it all happening I don't mind a little bit <laughs> of ball rub <laughs> oh, adds God. a little saltiness uh, that's what you know what that's what that candy tastes like it tastes <laughs> what I imagine like a sweaty you ever scratch your balls after like a long workout or something and you're like that has like you know some sourness them. to I it I scratched them before this podcast that is you what yeah and I touched th- you shook my hand that's when I came why in. that's why you were tasting ball smell is because ah fuck <laughs> That's what that tastes like, by That's the way. What, it's the exact tang. That ball tang. Balsamic. Sweaty ball tang. Balsamic. Balsamic. That's our, that is the cologne that we're going to make out of it. <laughs> Balsamic. No, uh, I'm, just, I, I'm just not going to send shit back. Man, this is so delightful. You Thank fun? you very much. I had a great time, dude. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. On social media, is just it's all just my name. All Matt Reif. M-A-T-T-R-I-F-E. And uh, yeah, go watch the special. Matt is one of the funnier comedians that I've ever worked with. He works very, very hard. Thank He's been you, at man. it since he was 15 years old. And it's always fun. I just saw him perform for the first time in years 
uh, like two weeks ago, and he he is he is like the kitchen at a Waffle House. It just gets better and better <laughs> and better with age. And I will fight you in it. So <laughs> yes. either way, absolutely. So check out the special OnlyFans. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Dan. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube. Like and subscribe Please, we need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the show. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.